for my message today, kind of on the scripture that we talked about. Um, it's really interesting, you know, doing something for Mother's Day. You're thinking, okay, well, I should probably do something related to mom and sift through the Bible and let's find some scripture and some things that we can talk about there. But they really talk about the father a lot, don't they? <laughs> and rightfully so. That's kind of what he's referred to as and, and who he is to us, and that's fine. Um, so I'm going to do more talk about the Father, but I'm going to work some other stuff into it. Um, the scripture part of what um, Claire read for us was, Jesus answered them, Is it not written in your law? I said, Ye are gods. If he called them gods, unto whom the word of God came. And the scripture cannot be broken. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, thou blasphemous. Because I said, I am son of God. So basically they're calling Jesus out for blasphemy because he's saying he's the son of God. And who, how could somebody be the son of God? But in their own laws, it says in scripture that God made us and we are God's. And that that word came from him. So is Jesus affirming what was written back there in Psalms that we're gods as we, we are? Um, he was, but he wasn't saying we are the God. Of course, there is only one. And of course, he explains that over and over again. But nonetheless, we are divine. Um, is it a stretch to say that we're gods? Yeah, probably. I think so. Um, but I think what we're really being told here is we're all a little bit of God and we're all destined to be something more. What do I mean? Well, we're told that we're made in his image, right? So we're, some people take that literally, that we, if there was a physical form of God, it would look like this. He's walking around in heaven, you know, on two legs and has ten fingers and ten toes. Well, maybe that's the case. Probably not. Um, and we're told that he knit our innermost being in our mother's womb when we were in there. So just like this, I am my father, Terry. I'm a little bit of him. I am my mother, Janet, put together in her womb. And there's that little bit, that innermost bit that God put in there, that he knit in there. And... I am me, David, as well, but I'm destined to be something more. Jesus showed us this, that he was a child with a father, God, and he had a mother, Mary, but he was also himself. He was Jesus. He had his own life, his own things that he did, but he was destined for something more. And he came to us in that mortal form, and when he died and he was resurrected, we saw that incredible thing that he was capable of being outside of that form. He came back and spoke and gave us that example through the resurrection of what his true purpose was. So it kind of talks if you go through Scripture and you look at things and, and go back to what was said and go back to the teachings of Jesus. You can see parts where it talks about how we humans are supposed to eventually be something in heaven when we're back with the Father. Um, now, I am my parents, but I am something more, like I said, if I learn 
from them, and I learn from the lessons that they teach me and the things that they show me through my life, that, makes, that I take with me, and I use that to make myself. Jesus applied himself to God's lessons, and he died, and he became more when he was reborn. So if we are each walking around with this peace of God in us, the spirit that is of him, the breath that he gave us of life, and if Jesus is the example, then that we can follow the lessons of, then when we die, we have the awesome chance to be something more than we could ever imagine. Literally, our minds cannot handle the concept of what that might be. What is it like? What is heaven? How many different variations of that do we all have? What kind of mental picture do we have of the afterlife? What is it? We really can't quantify it. Even the times we're told what it is and what we're going to be able to do and who we'll be, we can't really put that any quantifiable way that we could understand as humans. But that's why we call it faith, right? We have faith in God being with us every day, in the lessons of Jesus, and if we follow those lessons, that we will have something to aspire to. We have something to have reverence for, something to have respect for every day that we work hard to be a part of. We can relate this in a human way, though. We all want our parents to love us and be proud of us, right? The exciting thing about the third parent is he isn't bogged down with all the emotion. He isn't bogged down by all the human struggle that we have because at some point, right, we don't love our parents, or at least we don't like them, right? And at some times, maybe they might have trouble wrestling with the fact that they love us and that's, that's a human thing that we go through. Um, but God doesn't have that part. He, he doesn't even have to try. He just loves the heck out of us no matter what. He's always going to. Even if we try to make him not love us, even if we try to become the worst person in the entire world, he is still going to love us absolutely no matter what. It's the only relationship we have that has zero pressure. But it's the absolute hardest relationship to have, isn't it? So I'll summarize with this. I know that I am part God, and so are each of you. I know because I experienced a moment in my life, two moments actually, um, if only for a very, very brief pause of a moment, but I swear I possessed the complete ability to know how much God loved how much God loves. Every mother and father in this room probably knows what I'm talking about and where I'm going with this. Think back past the worried nights when your kids got their license or when they moved out on their own. Keep going back past the years where you probably didn't like each other and they were an annoying prepubescent teenager. Their first night where you worried because they spent the night at somebody's house or they went to an overnight camp for a weekend or even a week all the way further past the food that they wouldn't eat, the dirty diapers and the nights that they wouldn't sleep, and you tried to settle them back down and it just didn't happen. Remember that very first moment. I remember both of mine. The first one was with Autumn when we were at the midwives and they told Kat, reach down and pick up your baby. She was born in uh, one of those little pools 
which we didn't think we were going to do, but Kat ended up in there, and it, it worked out great for us. So there's just, there, all of a sudden, not really all of a sudden, but all of a sudden, this baby is, is out. This baby's here in the world with us, in this water, just floating there. And here's this person telling us to just pick her up. She's here. And so it only felt like a second, but it was like I felt all of the love in the entire universe when I saw her come out of the water and I saw Kat's face light up and I saw Autumn's sleepy little face wake up for the first time and see her mom. It was just this glow and it was just this pause that I can't describe, but I can feel it a little bit when I think about it. But it was, it was beautiful. And it really made me feel closer to that amount of love that I'm given every day without condition. And then, of course, there was Orion, which a lot of you know was a very difficult um, birth for us. He came early. It was terrifying. Um, We didn't know when he was going to come, but we knew he was going to come early. And you were all there for us through that time, and we're, we're so grateful for that. But that moment that he was born... The doctors and the nurses, there must have been probably 20 people in that room. I don't know who was a doctor, who was a nurse, but there were a lot of them. And they all knew exactly what they were doing. How they organized that chaos, I don't know, but they did a fantastic job in that moment. Um, They all rush over, they get him, they take him over to this special little table where they can check him out. He's this tiny, fragile little thing. I mean, he, he would fit in both of my hands like that, just this tiny little thing that had no hope whatsoever if, if we weren't there for him, if they weren't there for him. And they rush him over and they check him and they're doing whatever it is that they do with them. And of course, our biggest concern with a preemie baby is can they breathe? Are their lungs strong enough? Is their you know, airway strong enough? Can they, can they, they, they drilled that into us. That that's the big thing. We just got to get him stable, get him breathing, and he can be fine. If that's strong, everything else we can work around. Um, and Sure enough, he's over there for what seemed like an eternity as well, but it was only for a brief moment. And then out of nowhere comes the loudest cry I've probably heard him cry to date. And I just pressed my head against Kat's forehead. You know, she was still in a daze. I was still kind of in a daze, but that snapped me out of it. And I just said to her, I said, do you hear him? Do you hear that cry? He's okay. You did good. And... I, again, just felt that moment where everything stopped. That's all I could feel. That's all I could hear was him. And that sound was like the best song I ever heard. And I love music. And I know a lot of good songs. But that one was the best. And I just knew right there, every little particle in the entire universe was good. So today we're celebrating mothers. And we should. They're a miracle all in of themselves. Women are a miracle all in of themselves, and we should celebrate that. Uh, we should celebrate every woman, even those who may have not given a child to the world yet, or maybe those who can't. We should celebrate them all because they are each a miracle and a gift. We should love them unconditionally today and every day. Today shouldn't just be Mother's Day. Every day should be Mother's Day because your mother always matters, even when she's not with you. And we should use this momentum from today and carry that love through every day to each of our fellow men and women unconditionally. Each of them is able to unlock that peace of God inside of them to do wonderful things in this life. They were given that for a reason. They have a destiny to do something amazing. So we need to celebrate that. And who knows? 
your glance down at your phone or your glance up right into their eyes to smile and say hello could make all the difference in the world to both of you.